Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Simon Dan podcast, the place where science and conspiracy collide. It's episode number 19. Thank you all very much for joining us. Um, bit of bad news. Conspiracy Cats, the man himself, can't make it. Uh, he's had to work late again. Uh, he seems to have an excuse every week, but don't worry. He's back next week where we've got a special catch up episode with cats and i so we're gonna uh, catch up on flat earth and uh what we're gonna what plans for the podcast going forward we've got a new game as well which we're gonna announce so uh so let's crack on this week's guest is a youtube science communicating giant he has a master's in science education and he's on a quest to increase the general public's scientific literacy it's professor dave welcome and thank you for joining us how are you doing thanks for having me yeah feeling good yeah, well, I'm going to let you into a secret. We, uh, we've we already done this intro once already, but uh, good old me <laughs> forgot to press record. Uh, and that was the first time I've ever done it in uh, in 19 shows. So uh, Dave's going to be a little bit bored uh, talking about what we've just talked about, but don't worry about it. We're going to recreate, as he said, the magic. So Dave, YouTube, YouTube, yes. you've recently hit a million subscribers. What is it like? I need to know. Uh, I mean, it's it's huge. Obviously, it definitely feels really good. Uh, it's also a little bittersweet, though, just because it, looking at the subscriber count, it, it doesn't feel the same. You know, I don't have that concrete goal that I'm going towards. Like going from 1.18 to 1.19 is just like I don't care. You know, <laughs> but yeah. uh, until I guess 10 million is the next huge milestone. So that's going to take me a while. But uh, do, do you get know, an award we'll for 10 there. million? What's that? Do you get an award for 10 million? I know you get the gold. 10 million. Yeah, one. yeah, there is one. Um, shoot, I don't remember what it is because I know it's like silver and then it's gold. Yeah. I just got the gold. Is it diamond? And then it's like diamond and then something there's like, like ruby or yeah. something. Like they have one for 50 and 100 now because oh, wow. a couple, a few YouTubers have 100 million yeah. now, wow, that, uh, which that, is insane I to know, me. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, I was just going to say, as you know, I'm approaching yeah. half of a million and yeah. like 100 million seems like all the work that you've put in to get this yeah. far it just seems like the amount of work you have to do to get that far is just insane i i can't even imagine it yeah it's really just pewdiepie and um t-series and i think it. like one or two yeah. other channels so so but, uh, <laughs> how how did your youtube youtube channel come about was it a side project to begin with or did you go all out from the start uh, I definitely wasn't like all out from the very start. What happened was uh, I was in a band. This uh, we were, it, it was a touring band, and so we were on the road all the time. And and the tours were doing well, and they were paying for themselves. So we weren't incurring expenses, but we weren't really like taking home a bunch of income to be able to pay rent and stuff. So okay. uh, we were in the van in the middle of nowhere, just like all right, we need ideas. Wh wh what we can all do. And my idea was the YouTube channel. I'd heard you know this was 2014, so uh, it wasn't really huge yet, um, as huge as it is now. Uh, and I just thought maybe I can do something. I had just finished. I, I taught organic chemistry at a trade university from 2010 to 2013. So I was still pretty fresh off of that. I had all those lectures fresh in my mind. So sure. I just thought, all right, I'll deliver my old chem lectures to camera with a whiteboard and draw and everything, just like I was teaching in class. And I'll put those on YouTube and we'll see what happens. And, um, I got a really positive response from OCHEM students. Uh, they were really, really appreciative of the tutorials. So I decided, all right, I'll do a little more. I'll do Gen Chem. And so we were still on tour and just like writing, you know, I was writing the scripts in the van and like my buddy was helping animate stuff in the van and stuff. And, uh, and those did pretty well too. Um, but then after that, like in 2016, the band kind of stopped, 2017 maybe, the band kind of stopped you know, working out. And, uh, and I just thought, all right, well, this channel has already got some momentum. Yeah. So this is now my a plan. Um, and I've just been working relentlessly since about mid 2016 on the channel. So yeah, I was going to say, so you're, time. you're, you're full time with it. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. 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 Have been for, for a long time, even when it wasn't really feasible, what had happened was, uh, I, I pretty much stopped all like teaching and tutoring and focused full time on the channel. And then even when it wasn't profitable, um, it was great because I had a lot of visibility. So, uh, companies and websites would contact me, uh, with private contracts. So I'd make content for them privately for money. So it would, they'd be like, we love what you do. Do it for us. Only yeah. for us, for money. And <laughs> here's some money, and I'll and I'm like, great, give me the money, and I'll yeah. make you the content, and that way I can still pay my bills and and stuff while while the channel is not because at first the channel was earning nothing, yeah, uh, pennies, you know, pennies a day. Um, but then just very, I I just what had like around 2016, I looked at you know socialblade.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I I went on there and I was just like, all right, if I'm going to take this seriously, like, what are YouTubers really making? And I couldn't believe it. Like, I would type in like some of the bigger YouTubers at that time, even educational channels, and I was like, you can make seven figures on YouTube. Like, I I yeah. really couldn't believe it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do this 70 hours a week until I'm making a good amount of money. And you know, luckily. You know, five years later, uh, it, it worked. Not, you know, certainly not making like <laughs> what PewDiePie yeah. is making, but I am, you know, living comfortably on AdSense revenue. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. scary, isn't it, to take that leap into full time with it. I yeah, found I mean, it, not as bad for me though, just because I had like nothing else. Like oh, I, yeah. I, I had nothing else that I wanted to do, nothing else that I really could do. I'm kind of unemployable. Cause I'm sort of a, I just, I don't work well with, I, I don't work well under people. Okay. Uh, so I just, there's nothing else. I was just like, this is all I have. So I'm just okay. going to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. When you talked about that, how much they make, I, my kids watch a lot of Ryan's toy, toys with you. Ryan's toy. Oh review. God. And I, I, yeah. out of interest, I looked it up and I was like, what? Yep. Ju- he must be the richest kid in the world. They make eight figures on AdSense revenue then then, don't even get me started on like sponsorships and like you know from toys and then they sell their own merchandise I mean those people are making it's just it's obscene so I just figured all right I'll make you know one twentieth of or a hundredth of what these people are making and you know I was just looking at first to just like be able to pay my rent while I was out on the road Um, and then two years later I was like wait this could actually be like a SciComm career like I can make a career out of this and then maybe like fund my own artistic projects later (laughs) um, which I'm starting to almost be able to do Um, but uh, yeah it was a huge turning point in my life and really the first thing in my life that ever really really worked out so uh, quite similar that's great Um, (laughs) the areas of science that you that I've seen you cover are phenomenal Mm -hmm. on the channel you you pretty much sweep the board in terms of topics what's your favorite type of science to do videos on I know you say you're a an ochem guy but yeah I mean I love chemistry I love explaining chemistry because that's what I understand the best and so I'm able to make content on chemistry that's a little deeper than the other content that's out there uh but like my fate my super favorite stuff is space stuff I love I'm just I've been obsessed with space since I was a little kid um but actually to be honest what I'm really excited about now is now that I have a little bit of cash flow I can hire a bunch of writers which is very convenient because I've completely exhausted every subject that I have any business talking about on my own so I can hire like I've got somebody doing immunology content for me so when i make the content i'm learning immunology so i i'm like learning all these new topics um you know mycology and like all these things i i, I don't know anything about this stuff but i i'm able to hire uh experts in these fields yeah. uh, that write me the scripts and then i can go and and, and animate and, and learn while i'm doing it so uh, i've been learning a lot <laughs> in the past couple of years as i uh as i transition to content that is predominantly not written by myself yeah that's a good idea i'm going to start taking 
taking mm-hmm. notes start taking notes on uh, on what dave does and then uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a good idea i like that um so yeah as you said speciality wise you'd call yourself an organic chemist wouldn't you um what made you want to get into that um so i went to a place called carlton college which is a liberal arts uh, college which means you uh take a lot of uh you know distro credits we would call them you have okay. to take a lot of credits in, in a lot of things and because of that they allow you to declare a major end of sophomore year as opposed to a lot of schools you got to declare right up front right. so i was in college and i just thought all right i'm either going to do like I, I i liked science i did well in science in high school and i liked science so i thought all right maybe chemistry maybe physics um, maybe, uh, maybe math, uh, or maybe music. Cause I knew I really wanted to do music. I just thought science would be a, maybe a more practical route. Um, and so I took a lot of different classes and, and, you know, math, I got to like linear algebra and like differential equations. And I was like, I don't like this. Like, I, I, I don't know, this is hard. Um, and it was really just organic chemistry one, uh, sophomore year, where I was just like, I really like this. Like you're just, yeah. you're first of all, the fact that we can, it just completely blew my mind the the control we have over the molecular world that we can first of all know what these structures are uh and second build essentially any molecule we want by manipulating molecules you know um and you know it, it just i saw it as like legos and you know you could connect them in all these different ways and i just thought it was so cool so i, I thought all right I'll, I'll major in chemistry uh I, I i even at that time wanted to be a musician and thought i'd be a musician for my whole life but i just thought this is so cool and i'm at this great school where these amazing teachers can teach me all this you know amazing science so I better do that um and also take like my music lessons and music classes on the side but yeah. i just thought all right i'm gonna major in chemistry because this is fascinating and and i like it um and so it really was nothing more than that it was just i just thought it was really cool it's weird it's not very often that you start wanting to do something and then you kind of transition halfway through um yeah you're a little bit like a, U- a u.s brian cox because obviously he was a uh, in a band right. wasn't he, before he became big inside yes that's true. Although he went all the way yeah. in, 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 with academia and yeah. actually has a doctorate and everything. Yeah. I, um, I, I mean, I, I never, you know, I didn't go the route for a doctor. In fact, I was at first doing a master's in synthetic organic chemistry, uh, a couple of times actually. And then I had to transition to science education, uh, for, for various reasons. But, um, I mean, really all it was, was that uh, as I was trying to be a musician all throughout my twenties and into my early thirties, I was teaching uh, chemistry and other subjects just because it's, I, I, you know, I had to make money and my most marketable skill was explaining chemistry. So I just thought, you know, uh, at least I can make like 40 bucks an hour tutoring chemistry or, you know, teaching that one course at this university. It was just the easiest way for me to make money and pay my rent without like having to get like a nine to five, like some of my friends had. And I, I've never had one of those in my life. So I consider myself pretty lucky in that regard, but, um, yeah, just, the, it's a strange turn of events, but the way the channel got going and the way it ended up progressing now, I, you know, this is definitely Psycom is a huge, huge part of my life, oh, which, yeah. uh, which I'm excited about. Well, you're, you're very, very good at it. Um, so you recently posted your 1000th video, didn't you? It's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm at 400 myself, almost, I think I just passed 400. Um, when you started, did you ever think you'd be on a thousand videos? No, definitely not. I mean, I, the first thing I posted was about 40 OCHEM tutorials. And then after that, I did about 40 GenChem tutorials. And I thought that was a lot. I thought that was a mountain of content at the time. Yeah. Um, but once I settled into my, <laughs> my workaholic workflow that my 
conception of an amount of content change. Although I will say for me, it, it's a little bit misleading just because, I mean, it is a lot of content, but, but for example, when I do like my Italian tutorials, that's 120 tutorials, many of which are only three to four minutes long. Yeah. Um, and they're relatively easy to produce, you know, just some images and text. So when I was doing those, I could knock out five in a day, uh, oh, wow. post-production wise. So yeah. it's definitely, I mean, most people, yourself included your content, it, you know, a little bit longer form, a little bit like more to it so yeah um i i, I get to i get more volume that way but uh, it's it's still it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah it <laughs> is a lot of work time. i mean i can appreciate the the work involved and i think a lot of people don't do they they you know i've i tell people now that i do this for a living and they just think it's yeah. e they think it's easy and you think well mm -hmm. you've got to write you've got to you've got to film you've got to edit you've got to be able to do all this stuff yeah and it does take time it does take time yeah, the post production is is the biggest yeah. part. I, I I actually just found somebody that might. Uh, it, it's looking promising. He's doing a test piece for me right now to see if he can kind of mimic my post production style, so I can okay. offload. You know. 20% of it over to him okay. uh, and fingers crossed because you know I have a very particular aesthetic and it has to look a certain way and I've tried it a few times and and the couple of people who have tried it just it did not work out so hoping this one works out I can pay him a rate to do some of my post-production for me sure. just because I'm completely burnt out like yeah. I, I cannot sustain <laughs> what I, I've been doing for the past five years so yeah yeah it is very difficult um, mm -hmm. So, but normally this is the time uh, where we'd have a little interlude, and, and Katz would tell us about something that's that has piqued his interest in the world of science over the last week. Obviously, he's not here, but last week we he talked about uh, the sto the storms you have in America, in America, the hurricanes. Did you know that mm -hmm. they were named before the season? The whole list of names are already pre decided. Did you know that? Uh, I well, I knew that they're in alphabetical order. Right? Yeah. But they're all they're all chosen yeah. beforehand, which I didn't know. Right. So 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 we can't really say that they're named on on any uh, particular uh, details yeah. regarding that individual storm. Yeah. It's just uh, aren't they all female names too? Uh, I don't know. They aren't over here. So if we have a we don't get hurricanes, but we call okay. them storms. So like storm. Uh, can't remember what I can't remember a recent one, but we have male ones over here definitely. Okay, um, I think they're all female in America, which is you could argue is a bit sexist. Yes, but, uh, yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. my my running coach would not be happy with that. Absolutely. Um, mm. Right, Dave, Dave, you you don't label yourself properly as a debunker, do you? But you took the debunking world by storm when you tore the Globusters a new one. What was that experience <laughs> like? It was pretty great. I mean, uh, I, I mean, it, I'm glad it happened because that's sort of what got me into it. And I don't think I would have started down this path otherwise. So I definitely have to thank them for that. Yeah. But um, I don't know. At the time, I thought it would like now I look back on it as such a silly and, and like meaningless interaction. But at the time, I was like really offended. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I made this little innocuous video. <laughs> Uh, for my astronomy series and then uh, you know by chance it went to the number one search result for the key flat earth keyword like that day or the next day yeah so here come you know big britches globusters like yeah. oh we're gonna tear this video apart <laughs> and <laughs> this live stream and what's even better is that i was in the chat and well, live stream yeah at the time trying to argue with them and being ignored with them but uh, and being ignored by them but the funny thing is i'm glad i did that because my commentary riled them up which made them say dumber things yeah so after the fact i had this three-hour gem of just like pure idiocy 
see wall to wall. And I was like, all right, I'm going to chop this up and make fun of it. And <laughs> it's by far the most viewed uh, video yeah. on my channel. And <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's pretty fun. They, they weren't happy at all, were they? If, if anyone hasn't seen it, so basically uh, Dave produced a video and Globusters attempted to try and debunk this video live, didn't they? And um, mm -hmm. they were just saying all this absolute nonsense, probably pulling stuff out of their ass as they were talking. Um, yeah. And you were there in the side chat trying to say, no, this is this is what this, and they were ignoring you as you say. And they yeah. were absolutely fuming. And then you you backed that up afterwards, didn't you, with the second one? Yeah, I don't think that they thought, like they just thought, like here's some schmuck. Like they, they thought he's not a debunker, so like he's not going to, this isn't, isn't going to be a big deal. It's yeah. easy content for us. Yeah. But you know, I, I took, took their video and I, you know, showed how dumb they are. <laughs> so it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. And, 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 uh, and I got, you know, some feedback and er, uh, like a positive response. And so I made a few more uh, of those, but then what, what I realized was, you know, number one, how satisfying it is to do that and, and how much people like that kind of content. Yeah. And I realized, uh, I can, I can apply this approach to other problems, uh, other much bigger problems, uh, other things that, that are more, uh, more needed to be debunked. Um, so yeah, I've branched into a lot of other things. So yeah, I mean, I think now I would label myself a debunker. I, I probably fought it for about a year, but, um, yeah. but now I, I wear the label with pride. You got to give in, you got to <laughs> so, give in. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you, I think, and cats would agree with me, you, you've, you've had a massive impact on, on what we do. Because uh, mm -hmm. lots of people mention your video against the Globusters. Lots of people mention the videos you've done where you've tried to disprove Flat Earth without using science, uh, yeah. which are really good examples of, of what to watch as well. And I'm fairly sure that uh, without anyone admitting it, that you've probably turned a few people back to to reality. Yeah, some have admitted it. Some they flat have. out uh, say so in the comment section. So, I mean, imagine all the ones that, that don't exactly. say anything. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, so. I get maybe one message on average a month so we're saying someone from someone so right. I, I think there probably yep. is more that don't actually message me but probably it's probably. nice yeah. it's nice to hear and i mean it's a small pool as yeah. much as they like to inflate their numbers there can't be more oh. than a few thousand of these people in the entire world they so do, uh you get a couple hundred that's that's big that's a big chunk yeah one of the funniest things yeah. that uh that i did was at the uk conference uh they, they, they had someone filming it and i think it was before they'd started and they panned across and there was about three people sat in a massive amount of chairs and i basically said oh how's it going at the uk conference and then we just saw these three people honestly yeah they do infl they do try and say there's what they're, they're claiming that people are waking up every day aren't they right there's millions there's, yeah, millions. there's millions and yeah. and this is their entire identity and yet only five of them can yeah, can make yeah. the trip to buy a t-shirt yeah um, it's uh, it's really sad in in the way like because there's so many of these scams and hoaxes that follow the same formula you lie yeah. and you have the conference and you make the money there's electric universe and there's all these other things um but this this is like the short bus version where the debunkers are so dumb like the other ones are clever like they know how to lie and they can sound smart yeah. even to smart people yeah but the flat earth priests are the dumbest people and they're just so bad at it <laughs> It's just really hilarious to me. Well, I don't know if you've heard, but Bob has started to come down on the side of gravity being gravity. Who is what? What? Bob. You know Bob, the the guy that runs Globusters. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah, he's coming down on the on the fact that he thinks gravity is now actually a thing. So he's oh wow, he's, he's moving in the right direction. 
Okay. Earth is still flat though, but you know, he's, he's starting to- Earth is still it. flat, but yeah. gravity somehow exists as though the Earth yeah. was round. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Um, qu question from Katz. Uh, he, he wants to know, a lot of conspiracy theories are born out of misunderstanding of actual science, which we know. Um, have you ever come across a conspiracy where the level of understanding has to be that high that you can sort of forgive those that fall for it? I mean, I can forgive a lot of them. Uh, I, I mean, like Flat Earth is really the only one that's truly unforgivable yeah. because it's debunkable by looking at things in the sky and thinking with your brain. But I mean, most of them, like even like even anti-vax, like it's hard because you've got these smart people that are really good at lying and they take on the guise of expertise and they know how to use the buzzwords and they present what look like legitimate studies that yeah. look exactly like legitimate studies, you know? So you can't like, it's hard. I mean, I'd say maybe electric universe is probably the hardest one. Like, cause most people don't understand nothing physics, yeah. you know, and you have to know like a little bit of physics. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I want to be a little bit charitable and say that a lot of them are, are, are rather forgivable. Um, it's just that you, they all follow the same patterns. They all follow the same anti anti-establishment narrative, just the same tired conspiratorial nonsense. It, it's just a common thread that runs through all of them. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which brings us nicely onto your new book. Uh, so you, mm -hmm. you're kind of going after those sorts of people, aren't you? You're trying to, you're trying to help the general public understand what's what's real and what's not aren't you yes and and it's uh, i do talk a lot about ho hoaxes and con men but i'm sort of more coming at it from a from a from a a foundation of just general confusion amongst yeah. the general public, general pseudoscientific trends, uh, vocabulary words that are not understood, like natural, synthetic, toxin, uh, organic theory, um, you know, energy. These these kind of words that are in all of are that are in the vernacular that are 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 not understood by a shocking majority uh, of people. And it's sort of like um, if I can give people the very rudimentary scientific understanding or scientific worldview by correcting some of these uh, some of these misconceptions by showing the anatomy of the misconception it then becomes very clear how these con men exploit that confusion yeah. right because the, you, you can't just make up anything you, you have to make up something that sounds right and to make up something that sounds right you have to find a, a very prevalent confusion in the masses and and kind of hammer on that yeah so that's what they do um so th those are kind of the pitfalls that i'm trying to fill in well so it's a really it's a great cause to try and to try and justify yeah. in time of kind of get those people to realize that these things aren't what they the the, the, uh, the perpetrators are saying right. so was yeah. it your tangle with Globusters that kind of started you on that journey for this book? A little bit. Um, it, well, uh, half of it. Okay. Half of it. So I had actually already been giving talks as early as 2015 about public perception of science. And so, I, I, to be honest, I think the book is more based on those talks. Okay. But the but this the debunking stuff sort of put me like it just it made me want to get more like in people's faces about it a little yeah. bit just really more direct and really more you know I, I think what what the debunking stuff has done is it's it's elucidated for me the anatomy of the hoax okay because i've been investigating all these different hoaxes and i really see what they are and how they're all kind of offshoots of the same thing 
So I had already been playing around with like, um, you know, these, you know, natural synthetic and these words, these buzzwords, organic that people don't seem to understand. So I just sort of took all of these things. I took like what I do on the channel, like the academic tutorials, those kind of show up because I give these like 10 page brief, like summaries of, of the basics of what you learn in chemistry, biochemistry, biology, physics. Um, and then I apply them to these misunderstandings and to these, these hoaxes. And it's, it's just sort of a smorgasbord of, of, uh, you know, debunking (laughs) in a sense. Yeah. I guess it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because you're, you're, you're pointing people away from these things, but they're also getting a bit of an education as well, aren't they? A little bit. Yeah. It's, it's just like, if I could wave a magic wand, what I really want is for the entire world to have like a B minus level understanding of oh, high yeah. school chemistry, biology, and physics. Like, really, not that much. Yeah. It's it's really not like an enormous ask. It's stuff that we probably all learned in school and forgot. But it's just if I if I could bestow the entire global population with that basic understanding, that's sort of what the book tries to do. It's like okay, here like the whole book starts with here's a structure of a molecule in line notation you know with all the hexagons and the lines and the symbols most people look at molecular structures in line notation and it's just their eyes glaze over right what yeah. is what are all these shapes and what does this mean and 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 what i try to say right off the bat right off the bat is okay just just i know this seems like you're gonna have to learn a lot but it's really not you know look ahead 15 pages this is all i'm gonna do all i gotta do is explain to you some things about atoms molecules chemical bonding then explain to you this notation and you'll understand what this says um and and you need to understand what this says so please help you know let me explain to you what this what this means in the fewest number of words that are humanly possible i pride myself in being very succinct uh, yeah. and so that's what i try to bring to the book yeah. there uh, for these you know basic scientific disciplines um I, I get complete what you're saying about that the b minus level thing i used to run yeah. uh, an introduction to astronomy course in my local area i did it once every few months got about 10 or 15 people at a time and one of the first things i did was i had a picture of all the planets in a row but i had them all the same size on the paper and I just mm-hmm. said, rank the planets in size order. Now, it, to me, it just seems like a completely obvious, uh, an obvious answer. You know, I know the, the size of the planets. Mm-hmm. One in 10 got it right, maybe? Yeah. I mean, to get all eight, to yeah, get all eight, to get all eight in the correct order of size. Yeah. Uh, Most people, I think, know Jupiter is the biggest, but it, you'd it's, be surprised. it's hard to. You'd be yeah. surprised. But, but, it wasn't just that they were doing things like getting venus in with the gas giants in terms of size you know they were really really messing it up right mercury was someone said mercury was second biggest or something you know and it just really surprised me that something as well known as the planets and the size of them isn't understood Mm -hmm. it's just not understood by hardly anyone yeah very surprising to me very surprising Mm -hmm. um right so dave Dave, do you know of Guess the Conspiracy, the, the the greatest game show that's hit the internet by storm? I'm not aware, but it sounds fascinating. Well, it's time to play. Okay. So this is the point where Katz and I have come up with a fake conspiracy each. Um, so there's going to be three conspiracies. Two of them have been fabricated by myself and Katz, and one is a real conspiracy theory in that people believe it, not that it's a, Got it. a real thing. Um, we're, we're, we're getting good. We're getting good at making these ones up. It's 10-7 to us. So 10 to Katz and I, 7 to the guests. Um, if you okay. get If you get it right... 
Uh, you well, no. If you get it wrong, you'll be joining the likes of Jim, Professor Jim Al Khalili, um, and and Professor Chris Lintop from the Sky at Night. So you know you'll be in good company if you get it wrong. So don't worry. Okay. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Here we go. Here's the three. Number one. Smart speakers listen in on people's conversations and give subliminal low frequency messages to globe earth doubters. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, CERN is actually a secret government base that hides celebrities who are supposed to have died experimenting on them to find a cure for death. That's number two. Okay. And number three, there was once a shell of supercooled ice 10 miles above the Earth's surface that blocked X-rays from hitting Earth. That's okay, three. I'm gonna I'm gonna scrap one. Okay, because if that was a real flat Earth talking point, I'd have heard it by now. Because uh, I've heard every flat Earth talking point. That's what point. I was worried about. Yeah. <laughs> um, two. I'm leaning towards two because I know that there's all this crap with CERN and yeah. the CERN like uh, pagan devil ritual parade stuff. Um, I've heard all, a bunch of nonsense about that. So read for me two and three again, and I'll decide. Okay. So two is CERN is actually a secret government base that hides celebrities who are sp- supposed to have died, exper- experimenting on them until they find a cure for death. And number three, there was once a shell of supercooled ice 10 miles above the Earth's surface that blocked X-rays from hitting Earth. So the only thing I don't like about two is the death bit. I, I don't. I feel like that's not the way they would go with it. Okay. And three has this like biblical overtone that seems mm. to give it some kind of credence. So I'm pretty torn, but I think I'm going to go with three. You're going with three. Fine answer. Yeah. Yes. Okay, here we go. Oh, no, wrong button. Yay! Well done, well done. Yeah, I, do you know what? I was a bit worried because this is, I, I saw this from Kent Hovind's channel, this uh, this oh, really? Super Cold Ice, which I was, thought you may have seen. So I was a little bit worried about that one. I haven't heard of that specifically, but I do know that they like, they talk about like the firmament and they yeah. literally think things like there was water in the sky, yeah. like a like an ocean in the sky and things like that. So I had heard, I think I'd heard something similar to that, which is why I thought maybe thought okay. it was that. Yeah. Well, but the CERN thing was a good one because I almost picked that. That was mine. That was mine, the CERN one. Almost <laughs> got you. I shouldn't have put the death thing. I should have put something else as a reason as to why they've done it. Right. I think you should have done something more more uh, more religious and satanic yeah, with it because uh, people fall for that stuff yeah. okay next time but anyway it's 10 8 now 10 yeah. 8 to us you've pulled one back uh, okay, incidentally cool. that, that kent video where he talked about that he also said to use a concrete umbrella to stop yourself getting wrinkles how about that <laughs> i mean <laughs> And that doesn't even rank anywhere near on his top list of oh, dumb things he's anybody, ever said. Anyone who knows him, absolutely not. No. Yeah. Um, anyway, Dave, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great honour to have you on. Great chat. Um, so your book is called? It's called Is This Wi-Fi Organic? A Guide to Spotting Misleading Science Online. Brilliant. Love it. We'll put the links to that on in the description so people can go and check that out. Uh, check out Professor Dave Explains on YouTube and you're on Twitter as well, aren't you? Uh, yeah, Dave explains on Twitter and Instagram and all Dave that stuff. I don't, I'm not really good at social media, but uh, I'm neither. there. <laughs> me neither. I need someone yeah. to manage it for me. Um, anyway, we are done. Uh, listen, Katz has got a video coming out soon. He's told me about it, and I think it could be groundbreaking for Flat Earth. They're not going to be happy with it. 
put it that way. If it pans out the way it has, so keep an eye out on Katz's channel because uh, he really has got a beauty if it pans out. Um, anyway, we're done. As I said, next week, uh, it's just Katz and I. We're having a catch-up. Uh, we're talking about a few things, a bit about the podcast and what we're going forward, and we'll talk about the new game we've got as well. We are done. Hope you all have a great week. See you all soon. Goodbye. <laughs>